This call is being recorded. Welcome, Pastor Dean. Hey, man. Uh, this is Level at David. Uh, I'm happy to be with you and even to bring the Word of God. It's a privilege that you have given me. And I believe that God has a voice for you, a message for you, uh, that you direct you according to His will. And I hope you can hear me clearly. Uh, yes. Someone wanted to confirm. That's good. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. Okay. Thank you. I'm going to read from the book of Matthew, uh, Luke, chapter number four, and verse number fourteen uh, downwards. The Bible says, "Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee." And the news of him went out through all the surrounding legions. And he taught in, the, in their synagogues, being glorified by all. So he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. This is to read the word of God. And he was heard at the book of the prophet Isaiah, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. This is Isaiah 61, if you are aware of it. It says, verse 18, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty to those who are oppressed to proclaim acceptance here of the Lord. Uh, I had given a title and I believe you saw it somewhere that we eat what we speak. Our language matters a lot when it comes to the issues of the kingdom, the issues of the spirit. The language that we uh, you know, we let out of our mouth matters a lot. And uh, I, I, I have to say this, that our mouth is not just a gateway to the stomach, but a creator of destiny. You know, it is a steering of direction where you want to go. A vehicle has got a steering. If you want to go right, left, steer it that direction. The tongue that God has given us, the wordings that come from our mouth are a steer to that direction you want to go. And maybe you are a believer like I am, and you have realized that there are things you are enjoying today because at a time, many years ago, you spoke a word or you said a prayer or you made a declaration, a decree, and it is coming to pass in this present day. And some of the things that you say, uh, sometimes they are negative and they come to be because God spoke and the things that we see became into being. But now God has made us, he is the king and we are the kings. He is the Lord and we are the Lord. So he had given us power to be creators of our own destiny. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 and verse number 12, it is clear that uh, many of us are consumed 
because of the foolishness and ignorance that comes from our mouth. The wordings that we produce from our mouth, sometimes they make us be consumed. If you confess defeat, I assure you defeat will come. But if you confess victory, victory will come your way. So let me go back to the word where Jesus goes into the temple in the uh, uh, city of Nazareth. This is where Jesus was a young boy and he was seated with a carpenter, Joseph, his father. And everybody in the community knew him as a, a, a boy, a son to the carpenter. They never knew him as a savior of men. They never knew him as a deliverer of men. They never knew him as a representative of God here on earth. They never knew him the way now we are living in the world. And now when he entered this place, he went into the synagogue. And it seems like he was uh, going every Sunday. He was going like we do in the church. And it seems like in the 30 years of Jesus, he was used to going to the synagogue and read the scroll. Right there, there was no Bible. But the Bible, the book we call the Bible, was uh, uh, a scroll. If it was the book of Isaiah, it used to be a scroll. And so this time Jesus uh, goes back to Nazareth, and he goes with the power. And you know what people are asking? Is this the same son of Joseph the carpenter? Because he has come as a different man. He had come with a different kind of level of anointing. He had come uh, uh, having begun the ministry of three years. And the Bible says when he entered the temple, the synagogue, he was given the book of Isaiah. Anybody can be given a Bible to read in the church. But the Bible says when he opened the Isaiah 61, he started reading the word. And he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. You can imagine someone reading the Bible and telling the people, this is a manual of whom I am. Every vehicle, every machine, every television, every radio that we use, every gadget has got a manual. But this was the manual of Jesus. He is reading about himself. The curriculum vitae that came before the action. He is reading about himself and he says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim captivity's freedom and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free the oppressed and to declare the year of Jubilee. I, I want to declare and to tell you, to tell us that after he had spoken, every eye, if you read Verse number 20, he closed the scroll, he closed the book, and the Bible says the eyes of the people who are in the temple were fixed on him. And I want to surprise you that the preacher of the day did not preach the gospel. Who became the preacher of the day? Jesus took over and he started telling them, the scriptures you hear have been fulfilled, is fulfilled in your healing. Another version says, in your presence. This is a man speaking about whom he is, telling the people that I have come to where I was born, and a prophet is not hard in his home area, but this is whom I am. This is the man I am. You know, 
Let me go back to the book uh, uh, of Samuel, uh, First Samuel chapter 17, verse 33 to 37, and I bring a gentleman, a young man called David, who became the king of Israel. And he goes to uh, the man Saul, the king of the day, and he tells the king, uh, he, uh, before he goes to the king, he fights Goliath. Because he had just come with a, 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 a package of food from his father to bring to the elder brothers who have been fighting with the Philistines. Uh, uh, and David is asking his brother, what is going to be, who is this man, who is this uncircumcised Pharaoh disturbing and troubling the Israelites? And his elder brother was like, who, who are you, what are you talking about? Whom did you leave the flocks of our father with? Because you are a young boy, you should be back there shepherding the flocks of our father. And hear what David said at, uh, uh, at the age of 17. He looked at his brother as young as he was, and he asked his brother, Can't I speak to, uh, of myself? And the brother was like, Let me keep quiet. And David went to another person and he asked, What will be done to the man who kills? This uncircumcised Pharaoh called Goliath. And he was told this man will be given the daughter of the king. He, I, I believe I can paraphrase the word of God that he said, Hallelujah. That's a good one. He will be exempted from paying taxes. And he, he said, Number two, that's a good one. And the Bible says he sought the presence of the king. Take me to the king so that I do the job. And when he went to the, uh, to the king, I'm talking about his, the wordings of our mouth. When he went to the king, he told the king, I want to uh, save Israel from this uncircumcised Pharaoh. Every time David is speaking, he does not identify Goliath as a big giant. He identified Goliath as an uncircumcised Pharaoh. And the Bible says, uh, he told uh, uh, Saul, Reason, I have a curriculum vitae, and this is whom I am. I might not have a master degree, I might not have a diploma, I am just paraphrasing the word, I might not have the uh, credentials that, uh, you know, qualifies me to become an army, or to show that I have worked in the army, but I have come to tell you, King, live long, because when I was shepherding the flocks of my dad, a bear could come, and I used to hold its jaws, the jaws of its mouth, and peel it apart. And not only that, number two of my curriculum vita, I used to, uh, the lion used to come, and I used to hold the jaws of its mouth, and peel it down, and save the flocks of my father. Even if it were you, you'd tell David, you qualify to go to the battle. Because the curriculum vitae has spoken about who you are. And I saw the king of Israel. I have not even killed the cat. <laughs> that is just a, 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 an appetite. I have not even killed, uh, you know, the youngest animal in the forest. So David, these are the clothes you are going to wear. And David wears the armory, the armored clothes. And he says, Oh king, I cannot go with this because I'm not used to this cross. Because in the field, when I'm shepherding the flock, 
I do not have flesh clothes. Let me go the way I am. You know the story. I don't want to elaborate it. But I would like to tell us that we're going to overcome because of the word we speak in advance. If there is a mountain ahead of you, speak against that mountain before you climb the mountain. If there is a difficult situation coming against you, speak against that difficult uh, uh, situation before you tackle it. Declare yourself a winner, a victor, a conqueror, like Paul is telling us. You know, declare yourself a victor, a rich person, a, a prospered man, even if you have nothing. If you are suffering from sickness, declare that you are healed, and that healing will come. Let, if you do not have peace, declare that you have abundance of peace, and that peace will find you. Because the words we speak, they display what is in the storage of our heart, and they display the outcome of our tomorrow. Check Jesus' language. Jesus' language, he never spoke against his faith. We can see in Luke chapter 8 and verse 50, where he tells the jailer's uh, uh, daughter who was about to die, and he says, if, you, if only you believe, your daughter will be well. You know, if only you believe, your daughter will be well. Speak like Jesus, and the situations that are, are overcoming you, they shall become as easy, as easy, as easy. And I want to tell us that David also is an example and that, you know, Psalms 139, the Bible says, we are fearfully and wonderfully men. Before I formed you, I saw the substance of your frame. I, uh, you know, and all the days of your life were recorded in my book. God knows when you will die. But you know that through your words, you can shed the date of your death. Because of what? David says in Psalms 118 verse 17, I will not die, but I will live and declare the oracles of God. Another version says, I will live and declare the praises of God. Somebody who refused to die. And I want to tell you, David lived wrong. Even when he was declaring that in Psalms 118:17, he was in sick bed. He was sick in bed. But he said, I'm not going to die. I will live and declare the oracles of God. Hezekiah is an example that God can delete the date of your death and add you more years. Because the Bible says Hezekiah turned unto the wall and told God, remember the good things that I have done. And Isaiah was told, kindly go back and tell Hezekiah, I have added unto him 15 years. God can change our date of death by the words that we speak. Gentlemen and men I, I, and women, I want to tell us, if you want to die tomorrow, speak death and it will come. If you want to live long, speak life, speak years to come and you will live. If you want to change your life, speak it out and it will come to be. I, I believe that your words will reveal your heart. Your, your words will reveal where you are headed to. I repeat again, your mouth is not just a gateway to the stomach. It is not just a, 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 a enjoying you know, the sweetness of a, what comes through your tongue. It is creating a destiny through your tongue, steering the direction of your life of where you want to go. 
I believe that God has spoken to us and I believe that from today if you are speaking negative you will reject it to speak positively may the lord bless you may the lord love you may the lord keep you long and I declare great future is ahead of us in Jesus name Amen Amen thank you pastor David for that word and reminding us the power of our words and um we surely need to declare ourselves as victors no matter what the situations we are facing in and God will give us victory so thank you so much for availing yourself as well to speak with us, uh to speak tonight so thank you so much so at this time I'd like to welcome Pastor D uh to close for us and also pray for peace uh, in this country uh, with everything that's going on. Um, so welcome, Pastor D. All right. Praise the Lord. I hope um, you can hear me. Hello. Yes. yes thank you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Um, I want to thank the man of God who has brought the word of God so powerfully. We um, thank you for sharing and obeying God in that perspective. The Bible says that from the abundance of your heart, the mouth speaketh. So have you ever been with somebody who is a Christian and they, 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 they get to a point they say, what an weke yesu kanda utaniona? You were supposed to know that from the abundance of that man's heart, they have spoken. So Jesus Christ spoke from the abundance of his heart that I have come to the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And even David declaring that he's able to bring down Goliath by the authority that he already knew that he had in Christ, in, in the Lord. So through Christ Jesus, we know we are more than conquerors. And so shall we declare and decree in the name of Jesus Christ. So thank you so much, man of God. I didn't want to repeat your message. It just touched me and I needed to emphasize that. Um, with regard to what is going on.